Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, welcome to the Horse Hour podcast. I'm Amy Stevenson. My guest today is the lovely William Whitaker. He's an international show jumper, member of Team Great Britain, but you'll know the Whitaker name because his uncles have been show jumping for years. They are British show jumping heritage. There's so much to William. He talks very openly about his family growing up, his first ever pony that he rode and competed, and uh, and what the future holds for him. You'll be able to catch William at Bowlsworth International from the 14th to the 18th of June. But here's William sharing his story of his equestrian career. This is Horse Hour. Welcome to the Horse Hour podcast. I am really, really excited because today we have a guest who I watched jump at the Royal Windsor Horse Show. He's super successful. It is William Whitaker. How are you? I'm very good, thanks. How are you? I'm good. I'm really good, thank you. You are four years yeah. younger than me, Will, and you're doing incredibly well. When I when I look back at your your history, I mean, we've kind of grown up together. I'd like to say in the same lives, but you know, totally different because I'm rubbish <laughs> at riding. Um, but like, take this for example: when you were ten, you jumped your first British show jumping course, didn't you? And you won. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I remember it well, actually. It was on a pony I had uh, that we just bought very local, actually. It was bought for me by uh, by my my mum's my dad, my grandpa. And to be honest, to say that, uh, you know, my name, Whitaker is very, um, very associated with show jumping. Mm. We didn't really know. We didn't really know what we were doing, to be honest. <laughs> we just we just kind of we just kind of went to the show and uh, <laughs> just tried to jump the jumps on on this little pony that we bought and and yeah it it worked out well yeah more luck than good judgment really that's really interesting because you know part of your family you've got John Whitaker and Michael Whitaker who you who are your uncles but your, your dad he's not a rider is he no he's not no he, he rode he rode until he was like 21 22 year old but then he kind of he never when I've asked him before he said he never really gave up he just kind of just got busy with other things, really. He wasn't really earning any money at show jumping, so then he started a milk round, uh, got busy with that, and then he bought another milk round. And, you know, then in the end, he just didn't have time to ride. He was busy with other things. So so he did, he did ride when he was younger, but not, uh, yeah, he didn't ride anymore. It was my mum that found the pony, and then my grandpa, uh, he bought it for me, yeah. Uh, my mum's dad, so Johnny, he was called. It, it was a, it was a really good. It actually turned out to be a really good. It won at Horse of the Year show in the one three eights, wow, uh, and stuff like that. So yeah, so that was it's kind of lucky, really, that 
we found a pony that we didn't pay much money for from just down the road, uh, mm. and it turned out to be a really good one. So, so yeah, we, we were lucky in that sense. It's amazing. Did you train him when you were that young? Yeah, um, I'm just trying to think how old he was when we bought him. He'd, he'd done obviously done a few shows with the previous owners, just unaffiliated and stuff like that. And it was just through a friend of my mum's that we kind of got in contact. Yeah, and then no one knew how obviously how good he was going to turn out to be. Yeah, and we sort of just developed together. Really, there was no real, there was nothing technical about it. We just sort of went to the show and. <laughs> Yeah, it just kind of happened. <laughs> like us normal people go to shows, we don't have a clue what we're doing. <laughs> I remember my t- my mum telling me she had a she had a she tells me for years she doesn't ride now because she's too afraid. She um, went hunting once, it scared the life out of her. The horse took off, and that was it. She was thirteen and went no more for me. <laughs> and uh, when we have family, you know, family meals and stuff, the, my grandparents always saying we didn't know. We just used to rock up at shows. We'd have one horse bolting copper was it was called copper yeah. would bolt one way, Saxon would bolt the other way and they never dressed they never had the right outfits and but it was a good day out yeah definitely yeah definitely I know how they feel (laughs) so how did you get from that then did you did you always know that show jumping was what you wanted to do uh yeah I've always been into show jumping like every year I used to go from when I was very young to Olympia we used to go as a family to Olympia on sort of a you know like a mini Christmas holiday to watch my uncle's ride um and I always used to love going there, and I can remember coming home and and getting because get, we always had a pony at home, even one from from when I was very young. Peter Pan was that that one was called, mm-hmm. but it, it didn't really jump. Uh, but I can remember I used to go home and uh, from Olympia and tack that pony up and, and start trying to ride like them around the field at home. <laughs> um, so that was sort of that was sort of kind of when I decided that you know we would like to buy another pony and start to do some shows and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I think I think like we said before, the fact that the other pony, the thirteen two Mystic Starlight Express, it was called, the, the fact that that turned out to be a good pony uh, and won f- from won classes from the beginning, um, kind of gave me that taste for for winning a class. And then once I won one class, I wanted to win another class, and I wanted to ride better. Yeah, and it just kind of all snowballed from there, really. So, did you not drag your uncles home and say, "Come on, give me a hand," like? Give me some lessons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah, the more I, the more I did, yeah, the more I did, the more I used to. Because like when I when I was at school, I went on work experience. When I did my work experience, I went one week to John's and one week to Michael's um, <laughs> to make it fair. <laughs> yeah, but it was quite it was quite funny actually. It was like a bit of a standing joke in the family that if ever I if ever I took one of my ponies to uh, John or Michael's for a bit of training, I always fell off. Oh always. really? Yeah, always. <laughs> In the end, in the end, every time Dad mentioned, "Oh, we'll go up to," he used to say, "Oh, we'll go up to John's and he can give you a jump." I used to think, "Oh, <laughs> oh no, not again!" Put on the back protector. Yeah, but they, to be honest, if all the way through, Stephen as well, Ellen's dad, he he helped me uh, quite a lot in the beginning. You know, obviously because John and Michael were always basically never at home they were always away at shows. Yeah, so Stephen as well helped me quite a bit in the beginning. Um, so yeah, to be honest, I've. I've been lucky to have some good trainers around me. You've got good support, but I should imagine, you know, I've been lucky enough to meet them a couple of times and and they're very down to earth. And I can imagine them saying, you've got to find your own way, William, as well. You know, we can't do it for you. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the the way that the, the, the way that they teach as well. 
sort of they offer ad- instead of telling you how to do something, they offer their advice and leave you to find your own path. Really, um, that was like because I was based, I rode for Michael for five years, so um, you know, obviously worked very closely with him, and that was always the way that he kind of did it. He offered me his advice, told me what he thought and his experiences in certain situations. And then kind of, yeah, sent me on my way with three horses to a show and, uh, <laughs> and said good luck. Yeah, yeah I, had to, I had to get on with it, yeah. <laughs> so what was it like then? At 10, you won the Horse of the Year show. You went to watch Olympia. And then exactly 10 years later, you won the Puissance. It was a bit crazy, really, especially the Puissance. The first, the first year I won it, it was a bit surreal because it was just kind of a bit you know, we hadn't trained. We, to be honest, we never went to the show with a plan to jump the puissance with that horse. It was just a, a bit of a, a spontaneous idea from Michael because that's when really I, yeah, I was when, that was when I was riding for Michael at the time. The horse Leonardo, he was called. He was always a very scopy, bold horse. Uh, yeah, and we felt that he needed a bit more experience going in that ring at Olympia. So Michael said, "Try him in the puissance. He should jump it. He's bold. He's he can jump." So mm. give give it a go and uh, yeah, ended up ended up winning. Uh, it's incredible. That, that, the the, the yeah. puissance always looks so super scary, um, and you can hardly imagine it's so high. You can hardly imagine anyone getting over it. I mean, you must have just been elated each time he jumped it. Yeah, it was funny. Like when I watched the video back, you could see you could see he was he was inexperienced. He didn't really know how how to deal with the how to jump the wall. You know, the first time he went a little bit quick. Or I'm saying he, me as well, probably rode a bit quick. Mm-hmm. And then second time, I was maybe a bit far off. And then you could see by the fifth round, he'd really got the hang of it. And he actually jumped the the biggest one. I can't remember how big it was now. I think it was like 220 or something like that. He jumped the biggest one, the best. Yeah, to win. Yeah, last, last to go. And just the circumstances as well. I remember it was on BBC. It was live on BBC Two as well. Mm. So I had all my schoolmates ringing me who didn't even, <laughs> you know, and stuff like that. It was... Uh, yeah, it was really good, really, really good. Oh, it must be quite emotional. I get emotional just being there, you know, from watching it as a youngster to then be in that environment after watching your uncles as well and wanting to do it. Um, what does it take, really, do you think, for a horse to be a good puissance horse? They obviously need to be really brave, really brave, because you know when it gets to the, the big heights, they can't see what's on the other side. So <laughs> they've got to trust the rider. They've got to trust the rider that they're not jumping into, you know, jumping off a cliff or whatever, you mm. know. So yeah, they need to be very, they need to be very, very brave and very scopy. Is there anything that you do? Like, do you, do you go hunting? Do you go cross country? Are there any things that you do that actually help you show jumping? I, I never, I've, to be honest, I've never been hunting ever in my life. Uh, it's on, it's on my to do list. But what just because those do, guys yeah. are crazy. I mean, they they're so brave. Yeah, um, they are. To yeah. just go out galloping. Yeah. This isn't massive about hedges. fox hunting. This is about you know, yeah, going over the massive hedge. I'd yeah. be going in the. You know, the, the, apparently there are gates that you can go around <laughs> if you're not brave well. enough. <laughs> yeah, that'd definitely be me. Yeah, I'd be like, you go, I'll catch you up. <laughs> No, we kind. I kind of. I, I like to keep my training mixed, really, uh, of what I do. I, I do quite a lot of hacking and fitness work that way. Flat work on a general week. I do flat work three or four times a week. The horses go in the field a lot, depending a lot on the schedule as well. Like the younger horses, we would jump a bit more because they need to 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 learn and get experience at home. Mm. Um, whereas the older horses, we do it as more of a more of just to keep them fit and well in the bodies. 
So yeah, that's kind of how we how we work really. Well, you've recently moved out to Belgium, so you're no longer in the UK. How many horses have you taken with you? I've got three horses that I brought from from England, and then I'm riding uh, the stables where I am. I'm riding for a guy called Ludwig Creel, who owns the stable here, and he has probably around fifteen horses here um, in Belgium, and I ride probably around eight of them. Okay, do you um, get to compete them as well? Yeah, yeah, I compete them as well. Yeah. Oh, nice. the, is that, the, is one of... Yeah, the horses I had in Windsor, yeah, they were both from him, yeah. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's quite a new thing. I've only been here since September. But, yeah, it's, it seems to be going well, and I've got some very nice horses from him, and also was lucky to be able to bring my horses from home. Uh, so, what yeah. What about your wife and kids? Were you allowed to bring them too? I know, yeah, it's, that's a bit of a tough one, really. Obviously, yeah, obviously, I was, I could, um, yeah, they, they could come, but Bella, my little girl, she's five now, so she's in school. Um, so yeah so it's a bit of a tough one really they're they're at the at the moment they're still in England because she's busy with school and she's settled in school so I didn't when it was a bit of a new thing for me I didn't want to um, you know just rush and move them out of school straight away especially when they when they were settled so um, at the moment forget about that you know it's you're a working dad and, yes. and a working dad, it's like it's like you're in the military or you're a pilot. You you're away a lot. You just have to, I guess, get home as much as you can. Yeah, it is. It, it can be tough sometimes. It can be tough. But yeah, like I'm, I, I try and get home as much as possible. And we're looking now in England. We do get quite a lot of of good shows. For instance, Windsor, um, and then we've got Ballsworth and the two Hicksteads coming up. So mm. that they'll be down there as well. So that'll be nice. But yeah, it is. It's tough. But I would prefer to do it that way than to, to rush into things when, you know, Bella and Oliver are involved. Um, mm. At least I know at home they're settled and she's very settled in school. So, yeah, that's the way around uh, That's the way around we decided to do it. And you're lucky that your wife Elizabeth is very supportive. Yeah, she is extremely supportive. Yeah, I'm lucky. Uh, I'm very lucky in that department. Picked a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does, is she into horses? Does she ride? Yeah, she did, yeah. We met, actually. She's Swedish because she's from Sweden, and we met. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. At a horse show, 
in Italy, I think about eight or nine years ago now. Yeah, and then she she moved. She actually came to train at Michael's when I was there. So that was kind of kind of the next step in the relationship. Uh, yeah, and it went from there. Really, we were together for a while and. Yeah, then we had kids, then we got married, and yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, so it's... you've done so much, and, and what are you, 27, 28? 27, yeah. 27, yeah. oh gosh. Yeah. Well, at least she understands it, she'll be more understanding because she's been in the industry Yeah, herself, abso- so. absolutely, yeah, that's... Um, I, c- I could imagine if, if you was, you know, that's why I, I sympathise with these couples, especially for our job, you know, you know, mm-hmm. any job in the equestrian, it's like 24-7, isn't it? You have to mm-hmm. live and breathe it. So yeah, I was looking, looking to find someone who lives and breathes it as well <laughs> and uh, and what about bella have you got her into horses yeah she's uh she's got uh she's got two ponies actually already she's only fine <laughs> um yeah she she enjoys riding i mean we don't put any pressure on her just what she wants to do but she goes for riding lessons most saturdays and she's got a pony at home so yeah she's she likes she likes grooming out she might be a groom i think she likes grooming <laughs> She's a girl. She likes yeah. making them look pretty. Yeah, yeah. She spends she spends uh, an hour and a half brushing and tacking up, and then rides <laughs> for about ten minutes. Oh, bless her! <laughs> well, just going back to to your riding, then last year, amazing year, you won Hickstead. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I had a really really good year last year. Um, yeah, like a lot of changes, um, but yeah, it was amazing to win the Derby at Hickstead. Um, I'd been trying for a few years and come close, but not quite, not quite won. So to get the win last year, it was, um, yeah, really, really special. So fingers crossed for this year then. Is there anything, I don't know, have you got extra training going on? Because it's difficult. Once you've won it, it's like, oh, is it added pressure or less pressure? Um, to be honest, I try not to think about it. I just <laughs> go about go about the way what we did, try and prepare as best we can. Make sure the horse is as fitting as well as possible. Yeah, and just concentrate on getting the job done again. Mm. Are you going back to using the same horse as you used? Yeah, um, yeah. What was he called? He was called... Glenavard Brilliant, he was called. Max. It's a nice Ma- name. Did Max, you... Max, as we call him. <laughs> it's a bit easier. Yeah. Are you taking Max with you? Uh, yeah, he's actually... He's here in Belgium, actually, at the moment. He's Max. He was, he's been in England through the winter. He had a rest. And then my brother James has been riding him. And some shows. He's been going. He's actually been going very well. He was he was sixth in the Grand Prix in a Young Rider Grand Prix last week with James here in Belgium. Oh, amazing! Yeah, um, and then kept him here in Belgium, and he will go to Hamburg next week uh, for a show there, and mm. then he'll go back to England to get ready for the Derby. So you don't actually spend that much time with him then before you get there? No, not really, no. To be honest, uh, my brother's done all the all the preparation work with him. You know, now I've moved out here. To be honest, the, it was very settled, the horse at home. So we decided that would be the best the best thing for him. Because um, mm. he's a big horse, but he's quite sensitive. So we felt keep, keeping him uh, keeping him at home in England, yeah, keeping him at the yard in England would be the best, the best way for him. Mm. And there's no rivalry between you and James? Because if that was me and my brother, if I'd spent months training the horse, I'd be like, no, go away, I'm going to jump it. <laughs> yeah, I could understand. I could fully understand because I'd be the same if he got that way. But luckily, uh, luckily he's, he's very supportive. And to be honest, he's done a really good job um, with him so far. So, oh, so yeah, probably, be- probably better than what I would have done, to be honest. Really? So. <laughs> So what was Royal Windsor like then? It's only a few weeks ago. What was that experience like for you? Yeah, it was. I was surprised actually. It was a, an absolutely brilliant show. Credit to the organisers and everyone involved. 
It's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's huge. To be honest, it's it's got better. I think well, I'm just trying to think when the last time I went. I didn't go last year. I think it was the year before, and then I think I went two or three years previous to that. Um, and to be honest, every year it's just got better and better. There's been improvements every year um, with the facilities and the prize money and the the star of the show. This year was a five star. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, to be honest, I was really impressed. I was really impressed. Um, and we got some top riders from from abroad over, which is always which is always great. So yeah, it was a very very good. And did you get to meet the Queen? I didn't actually. My brother, my other brother George, did. He, did he? he? Yeah, he got to meet her. Yeah, uh, I saw her. I saw her from a distance. <laughs> uh, I, I did. Didn't... I put on Facebook that I had tea with the Queen. I had a cup of tea whilst I was watching her and give everybody a presentation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, what had George done then to to get to meet her? Um, it was just to be honest. It was just I don't really know. I don't really know. <laughs> I actually don't. He. Um, he just said to me, he just said to me when I was at home, he said, oh yeah, I got to meet the Queen. I was like, what? Got to really meet her? Like, shake her hand and everything? He was like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, I loved her. I think I love the fact that she was carrying her own umbrella when uh, it was raining. I thought, yeah, I thought that as well. I noticed that. Amazing. Amazing. God, if I was king, I'd definitely have an umbrella holder. <laughs> yeah, it would be James. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ride my horse and also hold my umbrella. <laughs> Well, it's so exciting, you know, that your career already is is just been incredible. Um, what else is, have you got going on this year? Um, well, well, yeah, it's it's we're very busy. Like we're getting into a really busy busy time of the year now. We've pretty much got shows every weekend till uh, September. So it's really? uh, do you yeah. not get a break? Uh, not really, to be honest. Like now, is if if we got like I went on holiday at the beginning of this year, which was nice um, with the kids and stuff. Um, for a week but pretty much from now it gets really busy so and as you can imagine it, it really takes some coordinating getting the horses here there and everywhere and mm-hmm. uh, making sure we've got enough enough people to help and uh, and everything um, so yeah we've got we've got a busy a busy few months ahead with we've got some Nations Cup shows coming up which I'm very excited about and and yeah still still like like I said I've only been at this stable since September so still still building a relationship with some of the horses and uh, yeah trying to improve just really. keep going keep going so so the level then that you've got up to now at the royal windsor horse show five it was five star at windsor this year yeah but did you jump the same so did you jump in the same classes as michael and john yeah i did yeah yeah oh my gosh what was that like competing against them yeah it's good yeah it's really <laughs> good it's nice it's always nice uh especially at home on home home turf you know uh, when John and Michael are there, it's uh, yeah, it's good because you feel I don't know really. You feel that you've kind of got someone there to talk to if you need anything. Um, mm. Yeah, but when you get in the ring, they're just like any other competitor. You know, you got to try and beat them. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, you guys, you know, as a family, you've I've been looking at articles and things, and they're saying it's the Whitaker dynasty. Yeah, the dynasty. Yeah, they love that one. The Whitaker yeah. dynasty. Yeah, <laughs> it's like we're watching Dallas. <laughs> Um, but but as a family, you know, you're really tight knit. Your your heritage in the show jumping world, like I said, I watched I watched your uncles growing up. It was always they were the ones that you that you watched, and it's I think it's lovely that you guys can actually train together, compete together, and actually enjoy that experience because there aren't that many sports that you can do a whole family can do together. No, definitely not, and and for such a long time as well, you know. Mm. Uh, yeah, like I mean, John and Michael have been at the top of our sport now for 
oh, for forever, for, for all my life anyway. Um, <laughs> so to kind of, yeah, to kind of grow up with them as my idols and then to work with them and then to start competing against them, it's kind of, kind of when you do it, you kind of don't notice it happening. But when you when you look back and, and, and think about, you know, how you've progressed over the years, it's... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's what what we were aiming for. It's what we were aiming for when I was when I was on ponies and young riders. So, yeah. So to get to that level, it's always nice. Um, but you never really feel like you've got to the level. You always feel like, for me anyway, that I need to keep improving and keep you know keep getting better every time I get on the horse. Yeah. 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 What, what what is if what would be your ultimate like your I've I've done I've done the most that I can possibly do now. I don't I don't I don't I don't know if you ever do get to that. To that stage, really, because like you'd think, John would have got to that stage and <laughs> and years ago. Yeah, but you kind of you just you keep working with the horses you've got, trying to win, trying to improve the horses you've got, trying to improve yourself. Well, for, for me anyway, uh, mm. and I know for John as well. He, you know, it's one of his his sayings is like that. It's amazing with horses; you never stop learning. Mm. Even him at, at his age and his experience, you'd think. There can't be much more to learn, but but there is plenty. Um, well, fascinatingly, I've just literally recorded an interview with Professor Sue Dyson at the Animal Health Trust. Oh, yeah? And they've released this new study that she's done, which shows that you can tell if a horse is in pain by their facial expressions. Oh, is that right? Which is amazing. So we are always learning. There's always new things coming out all the time, not only our riding and how we look after our horses, but actually, the I think I'm so passionate about horses. Horse geek over here. Um, <laughs> But but we're learning about them as animals and and their breeds and, and there's always things to learn. But but ultimately, I mean, is there a competition that you'd like to win that would be your your huge goal? I mean, to go to the Olympics, maybe. Yeah, definitely. I think that's my that's my my main goal. I think it would be most people's you know goal, um, professionals' goal anyway, to go to the Olympics and to to win a gold medal like like Nick did, like Nick, you know, like we all watched Nick and Big Star do, um, mm. which was amazing. So, yeah, that would definitely be my my uh, sort of main goal, if you like, yeah. Well, we'll all be there rooting for you, Will. <laughs> Thank you <laughs> very much. I'll be there in the, in, the, in the sidelines with some pom-poms. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so, so much for joining us on the Horse Hour podcast. Can we follow you on Twitter and see what you get up to? Yeah, you can, yeah. You can follow me on Twitter. I post as much as possible as I can on there um, you know what what my horses and my team have been doing what we're going mm. up to and where we're going also on Instagram and Facebook so, what, so what's yeah. your Twitter handle at willwit89 perfect and then Facebook as well because you Facebook, put lots of videos on there yeah Facebook is William Whitaker official and Instagram I think that's just William Whitaker. I think I'm not sure amazing just because you know we love to see what you're getting up to and where you are <laughs> and, and how you're doing and um hopefully you and i can catch up at hickstead definitely yeah fingers crossed for you we'll be there taking photos and uh, watching the competition yeah and, um, definitely yeah it's exciting thank you so so much and uh, we will speak to you very soon no problem at all thanks very much Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode with the lovely William Whitaker. Next week, you can hear Professor Sue Dyson. She's been conducting research with the Animal Health Trust that asks the question, is your horse naughty or is he actually in pain? Well, the answer's written all over his face. 
Quite often we see our horses with their ears back, their tongues hanging out, they could be squinting their eyes. We don't actually know what those signs mean. Well, Sue and the Animal Health Trust are on a mission to help vets and owners recognise pain in ridden horses so that we can help the horses before it's too late. And Sue's going to explain what the signs are, how she put the study together and how it's going to help us really understand our horses' health and what they're trying to tell us with their expressions. As always, you can catch up with previous episodes of the Horse Hour podcast on our website. Just head to horsehour.co.uk and I love seeing your photos and your videos of what you're getting up to. Competition season's here. A lot of you are doing really well and some of you are competing for the first time. So I hope you enjoy having that time with your horse. Do share with us on Twitter. We're at Horse Hour. I'm at Amy Stevenson One and we're on Facebook and Instagram too. Hope you have a great week with your horse and I'll speak to you soon. You've been listening to Horse Hour. Join the community on Twitter, Mondays, 8pm UK time, 3pm Eastern, by using the hashtag HorseHour. Follow Amy at AmyStevenson1 and subscribe to us on Acast, iTunes, Stitcher and Player FM. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 